America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Warning, this Bleach podcast features many spoilers from the upcoming anime arc, Thousand Year Blood War. So if you've not read the manga or you do not want to hear spoilers for the upcoming arc, viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Bleach Boys, the only internet podcast that I know of that is going through the Bleach anime, trying to rewatch it all, give a little bit of a recap, what we saw, what we thought was different before the new anime series comes out for the Thousand Year Blood War. Now, we have read the manga for Thousand Year Blood War, so mm-hmm. if you didn't get it off of the intro, there will be spoilers. Yep. Because there will be stuff that comes up that might relate, might not. It depends on the episode, so viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. So be careful a, on that like one. Girls Gone Wild kind of <clears throat> yeah. thing. More actual spoilers. More of, uh, if you don't want spoilers for the latest arc, uh, stay away. Yep. So where we last left off is Ichigo was officially trying to become a visor. He That's right. He has started the training where they lock him in a barrier, and he's fighting Hichigo. That's where we last left off. So they are, of course, in the middle of fighting when all of a sudden now Ichigo sees Byakuya. Yeah, so it's taking a total turn. But he's in his world. In his mind, he's now seeing Byakuya. So he's now fighting Byakuya. Uh, Byakuya just basically shit talks him the whole time. Uh, That's a little bit of a TLDR. Yaoi ship? No, it's kind of like they're trying to teach a lesson here to Ichigo, Mm -hmm. and he's like, why am I seeing all these people? Oh. Because they fight for a little bit, Byakuya talks shit. It's like, oh, you've never been good at blah, 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 blah. Then it cuts back to Hichigo versus Ichigo. And Ichigo uses Black Getsuga, which is Hichigo's move. Mm -hmm. Hichigo just blocks it one hand, just slaps it away. Doesn't even matter. Who gives a fuck? Hichigo then flies towards Ichigo. They lock blades. And Hichigo does a point blank Getsuga. So, like, as they're locked, blocking blades. Does he hold the fucking blade on him? So. Uh, I don't think Ichigo ever does that. I would be yoinking that move big time if Huge. I saw that. It's like, that's like fucking doing Saro right yeah. to the face. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty good move. You lock him up, and then you get them right in the nose. That's pretty good. Yeah, they really gave him all the cool moves. Oh, yeah. And then Ichigo's like, you know what? Let's not use those. Yeah, all those cool moves that I saw, I'm just – forget him. Don't, don't worry that about That would him. make me too much like the guy that yeah. actually kicked my ass every yeah, time. Yeah, you know? the guy who's constantly better than me. I don't want to yeah. be that guy. <laughs> So Hichigo is like, yo, I was the first to use Black Getsuga, and you just tried to imitate me. So, of course, it's not going to work, fucking dumbass. And then Hichigo grabs Ichigo's sword and starts to turn it white. Oh. And then now Ichigo sees. Who does Ichigo see next? He saw Byakuya. He's seen important figures. Who does he see next? I feel like it's either Zangetsu or it's fucking Kenpachi, maybe? Karia. Oh, he sees Kadia. Wait, yeah, a, a filler art character. Yeah, they fucking filler. just popped him in there, just like you going. There you go. What? Yep. This is why the Bound Arc was the best. It transcends. Yeah, fucking lines. I mean, it keeps coming back. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Holy shit! So we get more of Kadia just basically stomps Ichigo all over the place and shit talks him as well because that's just the running theme. And he does say, I did take some notes on what he actually says here. He says that every battle Ichigo takes part in weighs on him heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes, are you really so scared of turning out like me? You know, like, uh, like Karia. Oh, that's nice. And then Karia brings him back to the cave where Ichigo trained for Bankai in, which is weird because Karia would have never been there. It was a weird thing. The uh, Karia in his headcanon. Yeah, though. I took a lot of notes on Karia here because he's my boy, obviously. So you got to represent. 
Karya says, uh, you will never be able to cut me, especially with a soul that regrets having defeated me in our last fight. Oh. So, like, Ichigo feels bad about it. Karya's like, yeah, I don't know why you feel bad about it. It's like it was a fight. It's like yeah. it happens. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's him telling himself that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. Weird. I know, it is weird. So, he continues. This is something you don't know about Battle of Sicario saying it. Mm-hmm. The fight never ends. After you defeated one enemy, a stronger opponent will appear. And then even after you defeat him, an even stronger one comes along. Why do they call him Bleach out as a series right now? Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? Uh, if you don't have the resolve to endure this eternal struggle, you will eventually succumb and die. As long as people and their souls exist, there will be disputes. And those disputes will lead to fights. Those fights go on for all eternity, no matter how much you try to run from it. Nice. And then he finally finishes his speech here says, those who have power will eventually be drawn into battle. That's how it happened for most of us bounce. Mm. So it kind it's of thing. Cool, yeah. He uses the word resolve. And one of like the, my favorite lines from the, the dubbed was Ichigo getting his full like Shikai. And he yeah. was like, I found my resolve. Yeah. And he does, I thought yeah. that was what Getsuga meant. But yeah. Nah. If they thought that through, it was a good callback, but I doubt it. They nope. <laughs> just like, it was just like, oh, what a nice one. Yeah, we did that. We did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so during this whole thing, Karya is just kind of beating the shit out of Ichigo. And Ichigo just refuses to listen to anything he's saying. Like, he takes no heed of any of the words that he's saying. And then Karya eventually fades away and just, like, disappointing. He says disappointing and oh. fades away. Yeah. Dude, that's like mission fail right yeah. there. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Hichigo, we're now back into that world, dissolves Ichigo's sword now. Like, because it was turning it white, now it dissolves. And he basically is like, I am Zangetsu, so I dissolved your sword. You know, like, suck a dick. He spews some kind of philosophical horseshit where, I don't know if you remember this. I kind of remember it from, yeah. I kind of actually remember. When we started talking, I was like, oh, I kind of remember this. Where he's like, a horse versus a king. Yeah. So Hichigo stabs Ichigo in the stomach. Ichigo does some inner looking and then finally starts to uh, kind of grasp something. Finally, mm-hmm. he grabs the sword and begins to turn it black and it makes Hichigo jump away. He gets scared by that. And then Ichigo sees Kenpachi. Oh, hey, it yeah. wasn't too bad. It was kind of a weird order for them to come in because yeah. Byakuya, then Karya, you think they're going in chronological order. Yeah. So he should he see like Grimjo uh, or Okiora, one of the oh, two. Oh, yeah. But then it just cuts to fucking back to Kapachi for some reason. I just got a fucking flashback of how badly Ichigo got fucked on yeah, by oh yeah. and Yami. That's why you should have seen one of them. Yeah. So we cut out of that now. We get to see Ichigo versus Kapachi, but then we immediately cut to the visors to see what they're doing. And they're talking about, basically, they're like, wait, what's the longest it took for any one of us to uh, control their hollows? And they say it was Hiori, which is the young blonde girl, mm-hmm. and it took her 69 minutes is what it took her. Aren't they... They're going for a while, aren't so they? So I think when they're talking at this time, he's already at about an hour. So that's why they're like, ooh, this is getting a little dicey, mate. So Jeez. we cut back to Kenpachi and Ichigo. Kenpachi is basically telling Ichigo to stop being such a pussy and mm-hmm. just fight. Because, yeah. you know, he's Kenpachi. It's like, stop he's being such a bitch. He's got his head cannon right. Yeah. And now we cut back to Ichigo in the real world. So with the visors, he is basically full hollow at this point, And he starts to launch a Saro. Like, in the, in the, yeah, in the real world. Oh, no. And then suddenly his arm starts to bleed and crack. Oh, I don't know what's oh. going to happen. We cut back to inside. We see Ichigo has stabbed Ichigo through the stomach now. Ooh. And then begins turning him back into Zangetsu. So like he, old man Zangetsu? Yeah, or? like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ichigo admits defeat, but says, don't forget he can take, he's basically sucking him into the sword, I think is what's happening here. Mm. And he's like, don't forget that uh, that I can take the crown away at any time. The moment he senses any weakness, I'll take it back. And then continues, <clears throat> he gives him one last piece of advice. If you're serious about controlling my power, then all you have to remember is one thing. Don't get yourself killed before we meet again. And then he fades away. 
but so. the next time he comes out yep. is when he gets killed. Yeah. Oh, He wow. takes the power. He takes the crown the next time they meet up. Damn. Okay. I yeah. think that one had to have been planned, right? I think right? Hichigo in both dubbed and subbed has always been fantastic. Right? Yeah, just always like been really good. psychopathic yeah. fucking cackle, but you know he's right the They would have time. to try really hard to make him not cool in the dub. So it, they, they did but, that. See, and I'm, I'm only going to bring it up out of the canon verse of Bleach, but we watched a recent episode of uh, fucking Black Clover yeah. in dub, and it was yeah. like, did you guys just miss the mark? Like, this that is was one of the biggest one. ones. Yeah. yeah. But they did great for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we go back to the real world. We see basically the carcass of the fully holified Ichigo start to fall off of Ichigo. That's right. And Steve. Shatter and yeah, reveals Ichigo now wearing his visored mask. Oh, I thought it was going to be Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> He's naked. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hey. Yeah. And then we get to see Orihime. Everybody's been wondering what's happening to Orihime. She states that she can still sense the spirit energy of Ichigo. So that must mean he is fine. Oh, is Which she is in... dumb as fuck because if you remember, Rukia was looking for Ichigo and could not find him. But That's for some true. reason, Orihime, who Love is bomb. not a trained soul, soul reaper at all, can sense the spirit She's energy. She's not talking about spirit <laughs> energy. She's about, like, that's the, sh- that's the nookie. That, dumb as that fuck, way. dude. Oh. So we get to see Hitsugaya, and he's on a video call with Yamamoto, which is, you know, Captain Commander. They say they have found out what Aizen is truly after, and that's when Orihime walks in. And she tries to do her awkward, like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't be here. But they're like, no, stay. Now, the Captain Commander, her, like himself, is like, no, no or he may stay. It's like, oh. you, you should hear what I what we're going to say. Wow, he's really changing. Oh, yeah. he's He went from being kind of an asshole. It's like what you would picture him in the first arc. To, he's much more understanding in yeah. this one. And they say the Oaken is what Aizen is looking for. And the translation for that is the Royal Key. Oh. And the king is called Rayo, or Soul King, is what they explain. And the royal palace is located in a separate dimension and is guarded by royal security guards, is what they call them. Wait, is this the Zero Squad? It is the Zero Squad. That's so, so they weird. refer to them as royal security guards. I was like, okay, fuck you. If I was Zero Squad, I'd be pissing down on you yeah, guys. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to get the rank up. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> and then they continue on. The key that he's looking for, of course, opens the gate to the dimension where the royal palace is, and he wants to murder the king. Obviously, well, if you've seen the series, you have known that by now. That should be something that even I, who has a horrible memory, can remember. He yeah. wants to get to the thing to murder the king. At least they kept pretty consistent. Yeah. But I feel like Royal Security Guard, I mean, for the American version, should have been like Royal Mall Cop at that point. Yeah, yeah. Just fuck it. Shit on that. Yeah, they didn't do a great job. No. Um, there's some more lore they talk about with the Oaken here, where they say the location of the Oaken is a secret passed down from one head, head captain of the 13 Court Guard squads to the next for generations wait which i don't think makes sense because he started it yeah so i don't know if he decided that's going to be my tradition going forward (laughs) uh but it's like when danny makes up a new word it's like guys fetch is going to be a real thing or something they're like wait no it's not it's like yeah well that's what we're going to do when i pass it's like we haven't done it yet but that's the rule that's the rule i want to hold up to this because you know yeah things happen i want to see who does the chill captain know where the the yokin is after this oh the yokin or the hokin the oaken oaken so uh because they're kind of asking they're like oh because they caught his uh, spiritual reishi, uh, like traces of his reishi in the library is how they found all this out. This is Aizen you're talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they found traces of his thing in the library and they're like, oh, he's looking up books related to the Oaken. And they're like, oh, well, can you find the location? Like, does he know where it is? And they're like, nope, what I just said. And then he continues on saying there has never been a written document of its whereabouts. And the document that he was looking at dealt specifically with the creation of the Oaken. So like making a new one is what he's trying to figure out how to Whoa. do. And the materials required are 100,000 souls. 
and it's really petty like petty there's like i remember a yeah. conversation with somebody later on that's like yeah. they had forty thousand souls or something <laughs> like just wiped out like yeah the, the power level scales hella high because there's some fights later where it's like they realistically should be able to handle this no problem but they nerf them yeah it requires 100,000 souls and a Jurechi, I believe is what it's called. A Jurechi, one spirit mile in diameter. And then, uh, just so we know, because I obviously already know, a Jurechi is an enriched spirit zone found in the world of the living. Its location changes over time, Car but because down. it's so spiritually charged, to, it, <laughs> it's an area where lots of spirits are drawn to. Okay. Uh, which, you know, we know a town. Oh, yeah. Weird. That has a lot of spirits, a lot of wow. people with high spiritual pressure. It's Karakura Town. Do you think they actually built this world? Like, they really... Because I'm, I'm also thinking with the Royal Security Guards being brought in and the fact yeah. that they brought up Captain Commander is like, oh, it's passed down from yeah. Captain Commander to Captain Commander. He's the first one, which all the <laughs> yeah. security guards came from the Royal uh, 13 Core Guard squad. Yeah. So the Spirit King never had security guards up until this point? It could have been. It could have been different. It could have been. It could have been different. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the the ins and outs of how it exactly happened, but wow, it, it could have been like a little different before the 13 core guard squads were formed. I'm just curious where that great. But it's like, is. what would they have done if they're like, yeah, it needs this, this, that? Yeah, it's in America, in Los Angeles. Actually, oh. it's like, uh, okay, well, we're in we're in Japan. Well, the main so. character would have been from that place. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what would have made it golden. Like, you know? uh, I guess we better buy a fucking plane ticket or something. God forbid it happens during coronavirus. Fuck yeah. it. Like, Oh, uh, <laughs> well we can't literally yeah. get over there. It's on lockdown. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, they continue saying that if Aizen is able to follow the instructions and succeeds Karakura town, the land in which it stands and all the living people will be erased from existence. So they will just be no more. Oh, I, don't, wow. I think that would mean they don't go to soul society. They don't get anything. They're just erased. Oh, Captain Commander tells Orihime that the world of the living must gather his strength as well, so please inform Ichigo and the others of the matter. And this is when Spirit Bomb gets e- in, like <laughs> its debut inside of the fucking Bleach universe. Yeah, so Hitsugaya goes to leave. Like They're done talking. They're like, cool, thank you. Hitsugaya goes to leave, and Captain Commander asks for him to stay. Mm-hmm. He wishes to have a moment of his time with because uh, somebody wishes to speak with him. Oh, I thought he was going to start Do selling Do you have a guess who, who wants to speak to Hitsugaya? What, okay, Dig, my my little nerdy yeah. boy wants so bad to fucking Eisen be there, and he's like, I wasn't the real Captain yeah, Commander. Okay. Um, someone wants to speak with you. Yeah, and it's Hitsugaya. It's Hitsugaya. Fuck, Only he was asked to stay behind. We're gonna go with fucking Koga. Momo. Everybody's forgotten Who about fucking Momo. Cares. Yeah. So, oh, they kind of show Momo, and then we cut away to uh, Chad. He is now training against Rinji while Urahara just kind of watches, which is what you were kind of saying. You know what? It really cracks me up. We cut to Orihime. You hit, oh, we wanted to know what was going on with her. Yeah. We come back to Uryu. Oh, we really want to know what was going on with him. We yeah. cut back to Chad. It's like, yeah, actually, we do yeah, really want to know. Agree. No one gives him shit because that is a everyone great fucking point. loves Chad. Yeah, because like, Uryu, who cares? Orihime, yeah. who cares? Chad, what he up to, man? That's, that's my <laughs> boy. He's like your best friend that you just want to have. Exactly. So, uh we see Chad. Uh, basically, all we see is him training with Renji while Urahara just watches. Okay. Then we see Uryu, and he's still training with his dad. He's just dodging and whatnot. Then we go back to Hitsugaya and Momo, and the whole time, Hitsugaya just kind of awkward as fuck. Yeah. Kind of like you with girls in public. Just really, really awkward. Gotten much better, guys. Uh, Momo is there, and she just apologized for everything that she did because she tried to attack him and accuse him of being a traitor. Yeah. She was not the nicest, and Hitsugaya is like a bro about it. Just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's yeah. like, it's all good. We're good. I know it wasn't you. Don't worry about mm. it. But you read and his diary. Ooh, yeah. he wanted to murder her. Well, the, the conversation does not end there because Momo ends it and 
like they're kind of wrapping up conversation and she's like oh are you gonna go fight aizen now and that's kind of when it all goes downhill because she goes please don't kill him i'm sure he has a good reason for this and then starts going kind of like psycho crazy like you're like starts freaking out and shaking kind of like she has stockholm syndrome oh um and that's when the commander basically like just puts his hand in front of her face and then she collapses so i don't know if he did something to her but fucking bill cosby but like yeah she was like in the middle of freaking out like having a fucking episode and he just like cut her off and then she fainted wow so yeah and then she in jail is that what's going on she's not in jail she's fine but i think they're like watching over her because she's like clearly been fucked with like she's she's in extreme duress yeah so we get to go back to what everybody wanted to see we get to see how exactly urhara got renji to train chad because you know it doesn't make much sense he says uh this is your heart telling Renji. He's like, Chad needs to train against the power of a Bankai to get stronger. It's like, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's like uber strong. So yeah. if you're training against someone uber strong, you get better. And Renji goes, well, why don't you do it then? So, which is fantastic. I forgot they even mentioned that he has a Bankai so early on. And Renji goes, you have a Bankai, don't you? And then Urhar tries to play it off going like, oh, I'm just a lowly merchant. I couldn't possibly have a Bankai. And oh. Renji's just like, yeah, don't give me that. It's like, you used to be a captain of squad, of squad 12. And you're Wait. the one who created the Hogyoku, so don't tell me you have a Bankai. So do we know this? Like, I feel like... So, he- okay, we did see when Ichigo and Ikaku very first fought in Soul Society, mm-hmm. Ichigo tells Ikaku that Urahara trained him. And we do get to see a brief flash of Ikaku's memory of... Oh, that's right. He has the captain. He has the captain's cloak on. That's right. So I don't recall, and I do believe... Oh, we do also know Urahara, I think, created. So we did know both of these. Okay. But it's kind of like a refresher. They do really not talk about it. Yeah, I mean, no, they also, do not talk about Also, Is it Shikabana Hime's sword? I think so. Yeah, I think that's um, right. We don't have the name guy here with us this episode. I so. know, right? <laughs> We're just going to roll with it. But he does use it against Ichigo when he gets his first... Um, when he Well, yeah, the, like the release, like he shoots yeah. off the red shit. Yeah. Um, eventually, they kind of have some banter, and Urahara just says, Listen, you're a better man for the job than I am. My Bankai isn't the type of Bankai best suited for training people or helping people for that matter. Yeah, because he murders you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a nice little thing where it's like, you know this early on, like, oh, Uruhara's Bankai is kind of fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a great one for just battling against. Yeah. And then Uruhara says, how about this, Renji? You have a lot of questions for me, right? So you do chores for three months, nothing major, just routine stuff. And then I'll answer any questions that you may have. Which I don't think ever comes up again. Oh, that's so I don't know if the three months was not fulfilled or what happened there, but it does not come up again. Urhar is definitely the kind of guy like, oh, that was two months and yeah. 27 days. It's like, so. you actually have me three more days full yeah, of chores. Sorry, so shit. Or it just waits till like everything is already out in the open after a thousand year blood work. Yeah. So what do you want to ask? <laughs> it's like, what, what questions can I do for dude? We don't, but we don't know. Is he Urhar? We never, we, I don't think we ever see. We have not read the novels. So mm, there right. are novels that take place after the fact. That's nerd shit. Yeah. But I do. I don't think we know. Cause I think we only ever see the four main people that are still up and going. And I think that's it. Would not hundred percent. Would you read the novels that they came out with audiobooks? I feel like that's oh, well, what I, I, you, re- you listen. To I podcasts. think when we're done with this, and if there's still time for Thousand Year Blood War, I'll read. I'll read a novel. I'll Ooh, let you know. I guess we'll hold him to it. Uh, so that's kind of how he got suckered into watching or training Chad, and then we get to see kind of Uruhara's thoughts of them training at this point. Mm. And he thinks to himself that there's obviously a lot of room for his power to grow. Talking about Chad, mm-hmm. but there's one thing that concerns him. Chad's power isn't like that of a Soul Reaper's, not a Quincy's for that matters. Yes, it's almost as if your power is cut off. Oh, so they set up that wow. there's a third faction very That's early so on. Cool. Very early on. 
Because isn't it? It's the whole Vasto Lorde Karakura Town thing, and then Fulbring. Yeah. Yep. Because Ichigo, at the end of the this Eisen arc, he loses his powers, and then he becomes oh, a Fulbring to get his powers right. back. And then wait, isn't there the Zanpakuto arc? That is a filler arc in the middle somewhere. I don't oh. know if that comes after the main story. I, I I've, that's the one filler arc I haven't watched. But what happens after Fulbring? What's the next arc? It's over. So Fulbring's the final yeah, arc. It's over. Oh. Fulbring's last arc. And he gets his. That is a good way to end it. I guess. No, disagree. Disagree. You disagree, think it would have been? Well, you just wish they, they should have, have ended it. when Ruki and everybody said goodbye to Ichigo and left him with no powers. Yeah. Because then imagine the anime comes back and then that's him getting his powers. But back. I feel like they gave them both like ending. Level nah, endings. it ruins it because the good ending would be literally the fucking arc you've been watching for the past five hundred episodes or whatever it is. Mm. The Eisen arc. Let's call it. Let's end yeah. it there. We do not need to go in Fulbring. We sh- that would be better because then Ichigo goes back to a normal life. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and that's where you're left. You're like, oh, Ichigo is going back to normal life. It's like and then f- when we pick up on this time, it's like, oh, Ichigo, we get to see him, this new one, getting his powers back, and then going into an actual big arc, which Good is Thousand Blood War. Wow, that's like a 500 episode version of Kill a Kill. Yeah, Holy yeah. Holy shit. So it, I think I wish they would have cut off there because that episode makes me cry. Where uh, yeah, you do goodbye. like the fucked up ones. Yeah, I you do like, like the fucked up yeah, ones. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You like to feel something at the end of an anime. It's yeah. like ah, not all of us do. <laughs> Happy go lucky, please. So Ichigo is now training with Hiyori to extend the time he can keep his mask on, and that's when Orihime shows up at the warehouse and is able to tell that there's a barrier around the, the warehouse. Which this one I will give her because she has similar powers. I will allow mm, that one. That's right. Um, a little bit of a did you know here that uh. Mashido, I believe, is the green-haired chick Pfizer's name. Mm-hmm. She, moment she got it, was able to holify for 15 hours. Wow. Never had to go through the training. Could just keep it on for 15 hours. What a flex. Yeah. I, I know, remember. Crazy. What was she, vice captain? What was she? I believe she's vice captain. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember seeing her much. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I If I had to go off of memory, I think she was vice captain of the wind guy, the wind dagger guy oh. the, with the silver hair. That oh, looks like Karya. Right. Uh, so... We get to see Orihime. She just kind of slips through the barrier. Like, she just like, oh, there's a barrier here. Let me just pop on in really she quick. She even do I reject? I think she might. She does something, too, that allows her to get through it. Okay. But she kind of just slides through, and it's like, cool. But it does alert the visors that someone has intruded on the barrier, and they all start, like, getting ready to fuck somebody up. And then Orihime just comes walking down the stairs, and they're like, uh, what? Hello? Is this, is this a big titty goth girlfriend? What's going like, on here? Is that a civilian? Like, I, <laughs> it's like who is that? Oh, I would be really mad. Yeah. Especially at the guy that makes the barriers. Like, yeah. bro, you fucked it again. <laughs> Everybody's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's like, <laughs> so she sees Ichigo and just immediately calls out to him. And then, you know, they're like, oh, okay, cool. She fills him in on all the info that she knows. And one of the visors uh, asked Hachi, which is the guy who could do the barriers. Yeah. Uh, how Orihime was able to find the place and even more how to get it, how did she get inside? Haji is like, well, if she has the same abilities that I have, it would make sense that she'd be able to sense the barrier and get through it, but still it would be incredible for a human to possess such powers. So she is even Hachi is kind of like that. She is incredibly special yeah. due to the fact that she has similar powers in because he's, he's powerful. He's broken as fuck. Yeah. He's really good. It doesn't he just fight with Hattos. Yeah. Let's he's literally, really good. <laughs> he's really, really good. Yeah. Orihime leaves the warehouse, does not stay long, and immediately she runs into Yoruichi. Mm. Yoruichi is kind of like waiting outside for her, and she tells her that Urahara has asked her to bring Orihime to him, to the super, or to the subterranean training ground is what they call it. This this town is popping off. Oh, yeah. The amount of fucking like, cameos they've got going on now. Everyone's got a training ground. <laughs> Everyone's got cameos coming up. It's just a fun, fun time all around. Oh. We get to see Uryu... Uh, quotes here training with his dad he's basically just running away 
until eventually Uryu goes to do kind of a counterattack. He sees his moment and he thinks his dad is trapped inside of his move that he did. But he, nope, he just breaks out and then shoots Uryu right through the fucking chest. Just like, Classic yeah. dad. It's like, great try, son. Bye. <laughs> it's like, all right. You lose. And so he explains here that you push the body and the spirit to their utmost limits. And while in that exhausted state, you attack with a shot from a spiritual bow exactly 19 millimeters to the right of your heart. That is the only way to regain the spiritual pressure lost to that of the Quincy's final oh, form. Oh, fucking shit. So, 19 millimeters? Let me hit you by this. You and I both become Quincy's. I'm we not just take do turns it. doing the final form over and over again, and we could be OP as fuck. I'm not every trusting time. you. I, no, Sam would be like, okay, Josh, I want you to do final form because he knows <laughs> 19 millimeters. And then he's like, Josh, I know how to fix this. Yeah. Do you trust me? And I'm like, Sam, my great friend. Of course <laughs> I do. And then he's like, bap, fucking falls to the floor. Oh, well, time to get a new guy. Yes. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm not going final form. Fuck that. So, uh, that would be cool if it, it was a more repeatable process. It sounds like it's repeatable. 19 they millimeters? They don't say anything about him not being able to do the final form, and I haven't seen anything about that yet, so I don't know mm. if they say that anymore. But Is, from my understanding, you just keep doing it. Why does everyone get final form? They lose all their powers. Yeah. that's. It's just because it's what like, did Uriel get that right off the bat, Kind of too. like it's the end of the line. You know, we're mm. like, hey, we're done. End of yeah. the line. We're done. You're back Got to you. square one. Sorry, mate. Uh, we get to see Matsumoto go visit Ikaku and Yumichika at Keigo's place. Oh, they seem like a fun bunch. Yeah. Keigo sees Rangiku, tries to go for a hug, but of course, Rangiku kind of uh, goes to punch him away, as you would. And she gets surprised here, which I thought was very interesting which to note. Keigo? The uh, brown-haired Ichigo friend who's gotcha. always like upset he's not uh, uh, invited oh. to things and all that. So she goes to punch Keigo away because she, like, he wants like, to get close to her breast. Yes. And... Keigo blocks it, and Matsumoto gets surprised for a second. She's like, wait, what? It's oh. Like, just wanted to take note of that because I thought that was interesting. Oh. Or he may arrive at Uruhara's shop now. Uruhara says, uh, whatever the case may be, all of us, including the Soul Society, will have to focus and prepare for the upcoming battle this winter. So it's going to be an all-out war. More blood will be spilled than ever before. Uh, both we and the Soul Society will need more offensive power than we already have. Orihime declares that she would like to become strong as well and train with Chad. Classic. Urahara says, is that so? Then I will say this. Orihime, when war breaks out, I want you to stay out of the battle. So he's like, yeah, I respect your opinion, but no. Sorry. And that's when Uryu shows up and he's like, you don't need to listen to this guy. Look at what we got through the battle. Well, Remember that? So Urahara continues here saying that Tsubaki, which is her attack yeah. one, is destroyed. She got it destroyed in the fight against Yami. He bitch slapped it away and it got fucked up. Oh, that's right. Um, and he, she has been unable to restore him since then. Tsubaki is your only means of attack. So without him, I cannot allow you to participate in combat. It's only reasonable. And Chad tries to stick up for her here. Going like, what about no battle she, medic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was kind of like, no, she's been with us since soul society. Like she has to be part of it. Uh, he's like, she's my friend. Yada, yada, whatever, whatever. And Urahara is like, do you want to get her killed, Chad? Is that Ayo. And the defensive power of Santinkashu is quite limited. Most likely, they will be of no use in the upcoming battle. As for healing powers, we have squad four this time, This time, Captain Unohana and Lieutenant Kotetsu, I believe is her name. The blue-haired chick? Uh, Silver-haired chick. She's, yeah, sorry. Uh, squad members will be at the front line, and they will compensate many times over to Orihime's absence. Do you think he fucked up here? So I, I do think if you were – okay, so if he got, let's say, Urhar goes back in time, and with everything he knew of just that arc, just the Eisen arc, I think he would play that differently. Yeah. 
because a big part of her leaving is her thinking that like nobody wants to like wants her. Yeah. That she's not going to be much help. At least that's what I remember because she, she kind of like gets a little emo. Doesn't, I feel like Okira kind of tra- says like, nobody's going to get hurt if you come with yeah. us. And yeah. she's like, this is the best thing I could do. Yep. This is the most useful she could be. Yeah. So, or he may just kind of accepts it. And Chad tries to speak up for her again, because why, why not? And Urahara is like, yo, that's enough. A yep. warrior who's lost their strength will end up getting in our way. If only he really knew just how much she was going to get in their way from here on out, then uh, yeah, cut that one, like we said. See, you know what's weird to me, again, with Captain uh, Yamamoto? Yeah, sure. He full fucking knows well that Urahara's, like, helping them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's some weird, like... Because I, I need to see the part where Ruhar gets banished again to f- like figure out where the the Olympics are at. Yeah. But I feel like it's almost like a um. Uh, why can't I remember his name? Your thing. Let, I can't remember his name. Um, fuck. From like what? Dumbledore and the oh. guy from Fantastic Beasts. Oh. Where um, he was like kicked out of school, but they're still kind of like, yeah, here, we, I'm we good. You. We good. Like, yeah, okay. because they send people to his shop. Like that's, that's where Rukia went. Uh, Soifan knew about it. She showed up there. So do you think it was like a show of force? Like we have. So to I think out? that the um, because remember they have the Central Forty Six or whatever yeah. it is who constantly get killed all the time. Well, I bet like they voted like, get like, the like yeah, out. get the fuck out. But Yamamoto was like, nah, he's strong. Yeah, he's, and he's not like Aizen. Yeah, he's he's Aizen smart, but not Aizen. So I think they just like the law banished him, but Yamamoto was like, no, he's still good. He's oh, still okay. good. That's a cool. But way I would I need it. to see it to see more, and I wish Isaiah was here to confirm that because I feel true. like he would know. Uh, Urhar or not Urhar or Hime leaves. Thanks Urhar for being honest with her. So oh, that's no, she, good. She's not happy. With um, her. she immediately runs into Rukia on her way out, and Rukia, being the wonderful lady that she is, even though Orhime has been a bitch her the past couple of times, uh, tries to make her feel better. Oh, saying it's not those with no power who get in the way on the battlefield; it's those without resolve. Coming back to resolve, which uh, really I'm gonna give that an okay too. Yeah. Uh, after some more sappy stuff, Hiori comes fucking crashing down from the sky and grabs Orihime and takes her away. Okay. Orihime gets brack- brought back to the warehouse. So she is literally gone from the warehouse to the fucking subterranean thing at Uruhara shop back to the warehouse at this point. You, she was joined from sub- yes. subterranean? Yeah. Oh. Well, she was like outside at this point. They were okay. like on a roof somewhere. I, I don't know where they were. Wow, that's um, bad. We w- they should really be watching her more. Even yeah. Even if it was a good guy that got She's her. She's been yoinked two times already. Yoinked. Uh, to get you to third time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Orihime gets brought to Hachi on his own request. Oh. And Hachi recognizes the hairpins are the form of her power in her hair and says that one of them are chipped. And if she would like, he could fix it for her. Aww. Hachi says it's weird because looking at her spiritual pressure, she should have had the powers very similar to his. But if that was the case, then she should still be able to return him to his original form. Talking about uh, oh. Tsubaki. Yeah. I remember. I forgot that they were little fairies at once. Yeah, yeah. They don't ever really go back to that after yeah. this time, because basically, like, Tsubaki as a whole got fucking shattered. So there's like no original pieces left. He's like, you should have still been able to do it if you had my powers. But then Hachi just goes ahead and restores it for it. Hachi says that even though now she can return to the front lines with her offensive power restored, he has to agree and she should not return because yeah. or he may fill him in and he's like, yeah, he's probably right. Probably and I imagine right. they know Urhar as well. And he's yeah. like, yeah, they probably, probably. But if, if Yami, who, I mean, he was, he is. So as far as they know, he's 10. 
Yeah. At this point in time. And the, exactly. And so, yeah, if they're like, yeah, 10 just bitch slapped your only offensive power. Yeah. Probably not for the best. And we don't know if they get stronger. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's rough. Big rough. So he does ask her if she will fight still knowing all of that, that like even he backs your heart. And she goes, of course, she will. Fucking, of course. Hachi replies, if you still wish to fight, you just have to get stronger. You have not yet mastered your abilities, so there's still room for you. What's important is not how you should be, but rather how you want to be. And oh. then she leaves, which is just garbage advice. I'd be pissed if someone gave me that advice. What do I Philosophical do with that? garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, okay, yeah, let me just use that advice to get stronger. So what, what do you do? It's, it's like, why, it, why it, isn't the guy who's apparently stronger than me training me? It's when you're in like one of those dating simulators and you get the four options. You have yeah. to apply that logic to each <laughs> one of those answers. Like, which one would get me to the yeah. place I want to be? That's how it works. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Orihime exits the barrier and then she sees Ruki again. She's standing outside of the visored warehouse this time. And How did Rukia find her? So Orihime tries to lie about like what she was doing. And Rukia is like, nah, it's okay. It's like, Aww. it's all good. And she says that uh, she sensed a little bit of Ichigo's power. And since he didn't say anything to her, that must mean he's fine. She and she does finish off saying just knowing he's a he just knowing he's safe is oh, okay. Oh shit. And then Orihime takes that as they have something. Yep. Nah. Yep. So Ruki and Ichigo forever at this yeah. point, baby. Fuck Orihime. Seriously. So we get to see Yami at this point. We come back to see what's Yami doing, what's up with him. He gets his arm back, he gets like kind of sewed back on. Mm-hmm. Okiora says he's very lucky that he brought it back. So Okiora grabbed his arm for him and oh, said he that his fucking arm cut off by yeah. Okiora? Or no, I mean Urahara? Uh, Ichigo, I think. Oh. Ichigo cuts it off. Shit. Yeah, when he first shows up and he goes Banka, he cuts off Yami's arm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Okiora brought it back and had it reset on, and he does say if it had been completely destroyed, Yami would have been kicked out of the Espada, is what Okiora says. Damn. So I, I almost wonder, because you know they obviously do the big reveal later where he's zero. Yeah. Um, does, is he stronger than fucking I don't Stark? I supposedly that would mean yes because yeah. as we talked about in previous episodes the numbers are ranked by strength but they it, did just say 1 to 10 the guy said 1 to 10 that's true so but then they're like oh but we got a 0 because yeah, fuck you yeah but he's bonkers as I fuck I think it, yeah well kind of because uh, I don't if if you remember Kenpachi and Byakuya team up and they just take him down yeah like we don't even get to see the fight yeah we just cut back and he's done I feel like that's just hey this is gonna be hard to animate what do we do oh yeah I bet so too they're like cut yeah. to black but I think it was the same way in the manga too <laughs> oh really yeah I think they just cut away from it because like it's I don't know it's not an interesting fight to fight a big guy like yeah. oh big guy okay it's, it's like it's not really cool exactly I agree uh so we get to see eyes in here and he's sitting on his throne watching the replay of the Okiora and Yami fight. And he's specifically watching Orihime. And he sees Orihime healing Chad. And he comments here, you have an interesting ability, young lady. And then that's uh, all we get to see of him. Big rip. Little bit of a hint, hint, what's coming on. The theme song that plays during this, it starts with the uh, mod soul singing. But they do already heavily, heavily kind of show you that Orihime is going to go to Aizen. They, they show it very obviously in the theme song. Got you. We get uh, thrown into a few filler episodes here, which I'm going to give you a spoiler alert on have been absolute trash. Oh, cool. I don't ever want to hear any bad talking about the Bount arc ever again. Yep. Because I think I've watched about six of them. I think there's a set of 10, if I'm remembering correctly. So you have a whole other week to go through? So I've watched six of them. I've watched six of the, the this so filler arc. two more days then. Yeah. Sorry. I've watched six of this filler arc. And this, this uh, first filler arc, I've watched the whole first one. There's Then there's two more sets of filler arcs that are like two side stories so two episodes is one story two episodes is another story then the six episodes i just watched now 
is a whole nother story. I'm going to recap this for you guys. I took way too many fucking notes on this dumbass filler arc, and I regret it 100%. <laughs> I, I was such a chore to get through. I'm not even joking. This Should we get an otaku seal of approval, like a legit yeah. stamp, and then we just smack it yeah, on there? These filler arcs, I would hard pass. Not you, right. don't get, you don't get any better watching these. They don't forward any characters. They don't make you like anybody more. Just hard There's going to be a Google Doc after this with the exact number. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you Sam approved list on what to skip yeah. because this ain't it. So it starts off with um, we see Rangiku shopping, and then all of a sudden, all of the Soul Reavers begin to hear a weird kind of whistling noise, kind of like Elsa in Frozen Two, if oh, you remember. The kind of the same setup. I didn't watch it, but uh, Rangiku finds this young boy, Soul, oh. who is actually trying to fight a Hollow. Like they, she shows up in the park, and he's like trying to actively fight a Hollow. Rangiku steps in, saves him, of course. Eventually, realizing that this weird Hollow is actually in a Ronkar. What? Yeah, I know it's all over the place. So she grabs the boy and starts to run. Then the rest of the Soul Reapers show up, and Ikaku just basically obliterates the Ronkar. Like, yeah, no, no problem. Don't worry about it. Hmm. They take the kid back to Orihime's house because that's where Matsumoto and uh, Hitsugaya are hanging out. And they ask him about the Ronkar. They want to question him. They ask if he also heard the weird whistle. He said he did, but doesn't know anything about it. And that's the only question they had for him. They're like, oh, for okay. No, for, for the boy that they said. Oh, they're asking about yeah. the, the, the thing. And they're like, okay, cool. So they go to do the Konso, which is how they send souls into the Soul Society, oh, where they like tap yeah. them on the head. And the boy starts trying to fight against it, saying, like, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to. Rangiku steps in here because she's already formed a bond with the kid, even though they just fucking met. And she yeah. has to send so many souls to the afterlife. Why does she care about this one? Oh, and she basically point. asks for them to wait. And, of course, in the middle of the night, when they actually do wait, they're like, yeah, we'll give them another day. He fucking sneaks out. He steals Rangiku's sword and runs off. Her sword? Yep. Yep. Wow. And honestly, I don't know why he would steal Rangiku's sword. Um, because she was pretty useless in the fight where they were uh, saving. Because they had to be saved by Ikaku. Ikaku's the one that killed the Hollow, not Rangiku. I don't know why you go after Rangiku's sword. Yeah, what the fuck? Rangiku, of course, catches him running off. Like, he already made it down into the town oh. somewhere. And she catches him and stops him. They talk. And eventually, he says that he's looking for someone. And he must find her no matter what. Then tells Rangiku what his name is, and his name is Shoda. So yeah, <laughs> nobody needs to remember that. Just erase that from your memory. Then they hear the whistle again. You know, uh-oh. Rangiku and Hitsugai fight the same hollow again, the same one that they already obliterated somehow. So weird. Oh. Here you find out that there are actually many of the same hollow that can multiply themselves over and over, so they can like, keep making more. And you find out in a separate part of town, uh, not only is Rangiku and Hitsugai, they're fighting them, Ikaku and Yumichika are also fighting uh. another batch. So there's a lot of them. Got you. They act like this is kind of a big deal. Like, oh, shit, there's so many. What are we going to do? But literally 30 seconds later, they dispatch all of them. Done. Oh. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're outnumbered. Uh, who cares? We'll just take care of them really Did quick. Did you see how we faded to black so hard yeah. that it fucking <laughs> yeah. literally went there? Oh, damn. So the kid at this point, we're, cut, we're cutting back to Hitsugaya, Rangiku, and the kid. They spot a girl sitting on a park bench, and you find out it is his sister who he's been looking for. It's the, it's the young boy's sister. Wait, why does he have a sword? Why does he have a what? Didn't he have her sword? Or did yeah, but Rangiku took it back to okay. fight, obviously. Why was he taking his sword with his sister, though? feels like he was going to... Is he going to murder her? No, he was taking the sword to fight the hollow. That's right. Come on, let's follow along with the storyline. I, I, this, this is a deep sto filler storyline here. You find out that, basically, they were both in a car together on the way to an amusement park with their family, with their parents. Um, how do you think they died? Take a guess. Reverse frozen, uh, so they, I don't know. Did they get decapitated? They just got in a fucking, like, 16-wheeler car crash. Like, fucking nice. nailed the car, killed all of them. Uh, th Oof. At this point, they take the sister and the kid back to uh, 
or Hime's house. And Ukitaki video calls in. On, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? And he has somebody from the R&D department with him. And he's like, hey, yeah, so we've been tracking that hollow. Um, apparently, they don't duplicate. But instead, they're all part of one greater entity. Is it like a tree? S- s- kind of. Okay. They, this allows the hollow. So basically, there's one main hollow, right? Mm-hmm. And then he creates copies and sends them out for him. Mm-hmm. And they absorb a bunch of souls. And then they come back. Oh, so he's bonkers. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. So that's basically what they explain here. And Ikaku is like the whole team's there at this point because they've reconvened it or he's house and Ikaku shows up and he's like, why are you guys performing console on the kids? Like, what are you guys doing? Like send yeah. them on their way. Yumichika chimes in and says, Oh, it, because they were just reunited. The kind captain, Hizugaya wants to give them some time together before sending oh. them off. Because if you remember when people get sent to the soul society, they have a hard time finding their family. That's true. Which is kind of fucked up. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, what a nice guy. So later in the night, the Iran car shows up again. We just can't get enough of this fucking Iran car. Uh, the kid's sister, Yui, goes mysteriously missing in the middle of the night because why not? Rangiku and Shota go looking for Yui because it's just Rangiku arc at this point. They, uh, en- they end up at the original park where they first originally met. Of course, we don't want to waste too much time on backgrounds here. Yeah, that's true. Yui is just kind of creepily sitting on a swing by herself there. Like, it could have almost been a horror film. She's just literally swinging very slowly back nice. and forth. And this is when we get a flashback here. Oh. You basically find out that when the two of them first became souls... They spent all the time trying to find their parents, which, you know what? Thinking about it now, I didn't write this down. I wonder if their parents are still alive then. If they like, oh. if they haven't found their parents, because they, they do essentially like, yeah, we spent all of our time looking for our parents. We couldn't find them. And eventually they ran into this hollow that they're fighting now. Oh, I um, oh, wonder if the parents got absorbed by the hollow. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I think they would have mentioned if it did. Oh, okay. Um, that's why I'm thinking maybe they're still alive. So Yui is the first person to run into this hollow. And Shota saw her like with the hollow. And she's like, save me, Shota. And he runs. And just abandons you. Classic. So that's why he's trying to get her back now. And he said he did try to fight the hollow on his own and like eventually come back to get him. And that's when Rangiku originally showed up. Mm-hmm. So he basically ran the whole time until finally you track him down. And Hitsugaya now runs into, he's on a different side of town looking for people, trying to track the Iranka because they all heard the whistle. They're all out searching. Hitsugaya runs into a soul who is freaked out and is saying he's clearly seen the hollow. Like he just saw him, mm-hmm. but he's not giving any information out. The soul is like, paralyzed and you find out surprise this random soul that's sitting here is actually the hollow transformed into a human like or not a human but like a, a soul that's in the form of a human wow he's they have just got power? a ton of abilities just a ton of them the soul reapers you know it's not really that big of a deal once again because they defeated about 30 of them mm-hmm. so the soul reapers go back to exchange info Hitsugaya shares that he learned that it can disguise itself into a human and rangiku shares that she learned that yui was the first one to ever come into contact with this hollow and that's when I'm like, oh, so Yui is probably the hollow in disguise. Who would have thunk if only uh, they would have consoled both of them right at the start? So at this point, uh, everybody kind of puts that together and is like, okay, yeah, let's send him, send him off. Hits the guy goes to do a console on Yui, which is who they think is the hollow in disguise. No. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for some reason. And that's when, like, clearly the Hollow must have done something to her. It's something weird's going on here. So they decide to lock up Yui behind, like, a barrier. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to put you behind this reishi barrier. It's to keep you safe. Shoto kind of tries to protest, but, like, no. It's like, she literally needs to stay here. It's like, yeah. she needs to be safe. The Hollow clearly we'll is We'll put you here. in there, too, if you keep shit talking to us. Well, he's allowed to stay outside. So it's like, what? yeah, yeah. So he's basically, like, she's on one side. He's on the other side. It's like, cool, you guys can hang out. We're going to so- go patrol. The, the story so far is that she gets attacked by the Hollow? So the story so far, let me give you a quick recap of the story. We find young boy fighting hollow. Yeah. Young boy gets saved. Young boy tries to leave, 
gets saved again. Young boy goes to leave again. They find the sister at the park bench. You find out that young boy abandoned the sister at the hollow, but somehow she survived, even though he ran away from her and is still alive. So she had an interaction with the hollows. Yeah, where I'm she, trying was, to get she at. was abandoned with the hollow, but then for some reason he she is still alive because they found her. But now the leap in logic is that she was the hollow. The leap in logic is now that they know that he can disguise her, uh, disguise his copies as humans, that she is probably a copy, oh. and he's using her. Oh, so you, do you but think then they did the console, and so they're like, "Oh, there's clearly something even more strange going on here." Mm. So they don't know what's going on. Got you. Okay. And so everybody goes to leave on patrol. They leave the two kids by themselves. Yui wakes up and tells Shota that she would like to go outside. Oh, she says gosh. she knows a secret and she knows how to get out of the barrier. Just watch. So they each put their hand up to the separate side of the barriers, and the barrier just fades away. Just like That's e- a there it goes. Fucking shit ass way to do. Yeah. It. Like what if you had a prisoner in there? Yeah. You're like, hey, I want to get you out of this. Uh, we're we're done. Your sentence is up. Yeah, time to go. Just touch it. I would never. I would always trick the guard into fucking. Hey, put your hand up here real quick. Well, they do explain. So they go on. So we get another video call from Ukitaki in the R and D department. At this point, they're just saying what's up. They love it. They mm-hmm. have a great time. They say they have analyzed her body, and she is definitely a clone that was created by the Iran card. Like they're 100 percent on that at this point. Mm. And they do say she was a human being, like back when she was still alive, with strong latent spirit energy before. So. When she was killed and absorbed by the hollow, that gave the Ronkar all of its abilities. Like it was like a nobody kind of Ronkar, and then they absorbed this really strong girl who like really strong powers, and that's when he became really strong. Gotcha. And they do also mention, so if they kill the Ronkar, that means the girl's soul will be destroyed as well. It's like, hey, heads up. F Sinchat. And Hitsugai at this point asking the real questions. He's like, well, if she has such strong spiritual pressure, what about her brother? Well, your brother's gotta have it, right? Mm -hmm. And then he finally puts it together and is like, oh. She used her brother's spiritual pressure to also get out of the barrier. Like she like combined the two spiritual pressures, so they're actually really strong. Oh. And they got out of the barrier. So twinsies. Yeah. Big yikes. It's uh you know not the best way to do it, but okay. Rangiku at this point chases the kids down and tries to stop them. They're at a different park this time. Who the fuck knows where? And Yui starts to glow red at this point, and she's like, "Don't get in my way." And so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they were pretty accurate. She summons a bunch of the Aronkar copies to surround them all. And Shota yells to Yui. He's like, please stop. Like, don't do Aww. it. And Yui breaks free of, like, the glowing redness for a little bit and basically just starts to scream and tell Shota to stay away from her. He doesn't want her to get hurt or she doesn't want him to get hurt. And we get kind of so at the – I'm going to pause you for a second. At the beginning of each episode, they have a narrator who gives you the recap. It's oh. like, oh, uh, in the Soul Society arc, the uh, – Soul Reapers are out doing this, and then they mm-hmm. saw this guy, and he's got kind of like that kind of voice. The narrator refers to the, this Arankar as the, the mock Arankar. Oh. So I don't know what that means, but they refer to it as just an Arankar all the way through the arc, and then for some reason, just this one part, they refer to it as the mock Arankar. So I think maybe they didn't want to commit too hard to it being an Arankar. Got you. I don't know. Maybe the translation was off. I have no fucking or idea. Or it's an Arankar that mocks, you know, like a oh, mocking maybe. bird. Oh, maybe. Sure, or, sure. You know, yeah. We'll take that. Yui shoves away Shoda, and that's just as she does that, we see the original Arankar show up behind her. He looks much different than the other ones that we've been seeing until now. And he is basically like, okay, yeah, what's up? I'm going to fight you guys now. He starts to fight Matsumoto, and she introduces herself as a lieutenant. And he's like, oh, I could kind of take a lieutenant. Okay, sure. And doesn't have a problem with that until Hitsugai gets involved. He introduces himself as the captain, and then, then he's scared. He's shook. And he, at this point, he's like, legitimately scared the iran cart and he's like yo yo if you kill me you're gonna kill the girl it's like hey. don't do it hello and hits goes like oh we already know that 
Oh. And so he goes to do it, but then Shoto steps in the fucking way. The little the little boy. Bap him. Slice. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, knock him out. <laughs> knock him the fuck out. So Shoto kind of gets in the way for just a second, and the Iran uses that to dip out. The Iran disappears and explains that as long as he is in this subspace that he retreated to, he can hide his spiritual pressure, attack souls, and make up as many clones as he wants. So he's, and, he's broken as fuck. Oh yeah. And that's when we see like a fuck ton of his clones, like probably about a hundred show uh-huh. up and kind of just circle all of them. They're kind of like floating in the air. And then the Iran like, well, I'm just going to go absorb more souls and get stronger. See you later. And then sends them all out all over town. It's like, good yeah. luck. Then the next time someone announces they're a captain, he's like, I think I could take a captain. Yeah. And yeah. Then, oh, I'm a Royal security guard. Oh, okay. I got to go back. I, I got to get stronger for this. So one. at this point, you know, kudos Rangiku or Matsumoto mm-hmm. here. She does see Shoto kind of freak out about that. So she's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to solve this problem and explain to Shoto or Shoda, I think is his name. Shoda that when we kill hollows, we purify them. Like, Oh, cause you know, they're good. Like if, when soul reapers kill hollows, they purify them. They get to go to the soul society anyways. So like, they're not actually killing like the the hollow or the sister. And, but the sister was a spirit, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But they do the same thing with the hollows. And, but mm-hmm. she, at this point, uh, I don't believe I did mention it. I think I might have skipped over it. She did the, the Urankar did absorb the sister back into him at this point. Mm. So like he was kind of getting fucked up on and then he was like, okay, enough. And then sucked in Yui and the rest of the copies that were close by to like become stronger. Oh, okay. So Yui is back inside the hollow at this point. She was 100% like part of him that he was just letting out. Got you. Um, R and D reaches out again. Hey, what's up? We've been in this arc a lot. What, what, are, you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> They say that they found out that the Aronker controls all the hollows through the music that they've been hearing, like the weird, like whistling sound. What the fuck? So because he's using the music, he's required to be constantly close to his clones at all times. So uh, like, cause they kind of like reverberate off of the other clones as like speakers. So like, Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And it kind of creates a little brainwave. Oh, this guy's got every fucking yeah, power you can I possibly know. have. But they do mention because of that, he's clearly not hiding inside of Hueco Mundo. Cause he's still got to be like in this spirit realm. He can't uh, like switch over. So they should be able to pinpoint where he is hiding, like, the real body at. Because he has to be close to the hollow, so you can kind of try and figure it out. Okay. Hitsugaya goes to where all the clones are kind of attacking, and he goes bonkai, and then starts releasing all of his spiritual pressure. I'm not sure what the plan was here, because it does absolutely nothing. Oh. The guy is watching, and he's like, what is he doing? He's like, it's not going to do anything. Like, the hollow is saying this. He's like, and then he tries to do it again, and he's like, yeah, that's still not going to work. Like, I don't know. And okay. It's, it's not until Shota like calls out to Yui and it's like, Yui, please, Yui. And that's when finally you start to hear the music again. And uh I'm gonna pause here for a second because it's worth noting again. We got a couple worth notings that a little bit earlier, like I would say a couple episodes ago, actually right before Hits a Guy started releasing a spiritual pressure, R and D like they're not on a video call or anything. We just see them watching the fight and they're thinking about stuff mm-hmm. like, Oh, maybe we should have released their, uh, Gente Kaijo before the fight. Oh. And so it's like, okay, so hits guy's fighting Gimped this whole time. Like, nice. like he's clearly having a problem with this Aronkar. Just release him really quick and then, mm-hmm. you know, let him knock him out. It'll be game over, but they don't do that. So eventually Shota calls out to Yui. Like I was saying, the flute starts to play and that's what gives them away. They're like, Oh, it's right there. We can yeah. hear the flute. And hits a guy and the Aronkar start to fight because he's now dragged him out. He knows where he is. The Aronkar releases his Zanpakuto here. Oh. He, and he claims to have iron skin as strong as in Espada. But that doesn't matter because hits a guy traps half of his body in ice. Nice. And yells to Matsumoto to finish him now. It's like, I've trapped him. Yeah, Matsumoto finished him. I'm like, because he's exhausted from having basically released all of his spiritual pressure. So I wonder. So normally 
pre Arankar going, what the fuck is he doing? I would have yeah. thought, oh, he's trying to like get everything cold and maybe like freeze the guy or it's just unnecessary. Like, map it out. Yeah. Like, hey, I can feel everything now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. So Matsumoto, instead of just finishing off the half frozen guy, she tells Shoto or Shota to grab hold of her sword and they will save her, his sister oh, together. Oh, that's weird. So yeah, it is really weird. The hollow tries to break free, but uh, you you can hear the flute again. Mm. It started playing, and it for some reason is like stopping it from moving. So it's like Yui fighting back oh. because that's just her thing. Shota spots uh, the like a flute that's hanging out in the Ronkar's hair as like part of like his decoration, mm. and that's the flute that his sister used to play when she was little. Oh. And so they both stab the Arankar right in the fucking face. And then oh. that's uh, kind of a big RIP to the Arankar there. Wow. Yeah, they do like one of those anime, like we both hold the sword together and stab him right in the face. Mm. And that's the basically the end of the Arankar. That's the most endearing way to kill somebody. Yeah. And then we finally get a send off for Shota here where he's like, oh, my sister's in the Soul Society, right? You promise? And Rangiki's like, yeah, 100%. He's like, well, I guess I should go see her then. Send me Aww. off. And that's the end. So, you know, we started off this episode of Bleach Boys with fantastic stuff good stuff we ended on a fizzle because uh, i feel like a tearjerker absolute tearjerker that was some shit yeah uh it really wasn't good i had a horrible time watching that i feel like that's arc. something that sh- i feel like they used a wrong car because it was hit but that could have easily been a yeah. hollow and it's weird because like where we last left off right remember think of the or horror stuff that we were talking about yeah. He's like, everybody needs to be getting stronger. We all need to be going to get stronger. And then we see these clowns just fucking around. Taking around. And they're not, they don't have their Gentek Hydra, nope. so they're not even training full power. Nope. It just doesn't make sense. Like, what are they doing? That's a bad filler art. It genuinely does feel like an like original Bleach. Like, yeah. pre-Bastard Lorded, pre-fucking Soul Society. That's like a little quip story like, hey, this is how fucked up the world can be. But like, you know, I, they didn't even have that many of them in the original Bleach before it went to like full on Rukia storyline. Yeah. So it's just it's weird that we got these six dedicated episodes. Obviously, I know they're filler and I know the reason for it. But then we have two more. And from what I can see, um, the next set of two is going to be Hitsugaya with Ichigo's sister, the black hair oh. chick, the older one. Yeah. Uh, something to do with baseball. I think. Oh, I feel like I kind of. And then the other set is going to be Ikaku, and he joins a uh, the sword fighting thing that the Japanese people do. You know, nice. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the Ikaku one because I have a memory of that one being good. I feel like it's funny. Uh, yeah, I, th- I remember it being funny, but I don't remember shit all about the Hitsugaya one. I so, feel like I just remember him in the outfit. That's about it. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one because I don't remember anything of that. And then I think after that we go back to actual storyline because this we got four more episodes left, and that's the end of season seven. So do you think the timing on their fillers is just bad? I do think that's what it is. Yeah. I think they pick awful times. But, okay, I, I think, obviously, their problem was they were running too close to the manga. That's yeah. the obvious problem they're running into. So you they had to probably put them in. They're probably getting so close. It's like, oh, fuck, we can't really do much more. But because I'm trying to think, the, the premium spot for them to have stopped to do that would have been Orihime leaves. Yeah. No, actually, no. Because... I think Orihime gets taken and they go right in, right? They go right into Huacamundo. Yeah, they do. Like, they don't waste, wait a fucking moment. They just and go it right. It just kind of pops right off. So, I think it would have had to be set off, which they tried. I Maybe they they, they missed they miss plan it. Show everybody training and then add some side stories if you want. Be like, yeah, here's yeah. everybody training. Here's what other people are doing. Matsumoto gets but it doesn't make sense for, like, they should be going back to the Soul Society. Why are they still here? What do you mean go back to the Soul Society? Did I like, train? Yeah. 
Why are oh. they still here? If they have to go get stronger, because even Hitsugaya, if you remember, was like, yeah, we would not have been able to defeat them. Like me as a captain had a hard time defeating number eleven, so yeah, like we're right. fucked if they have that. So he should be going to train. Yeah. Like why? Why are they still hanging out here? They have for sure leave Renji, okay? Because yeah. he's he's taken over the, for the city. You could leave Rukia if you wanted to. She's mm-hmm. negligible, but the four of you guys that came just for the Ronkar need to leave. That's true. I agree with that. And then I also think. You know, I wonder if it's uh, they want to keep like Orhime and Chad in the real world. Yeah, and then they would have to stay in the real world, and they feel like that's the way they would train with. Well, it's like it'd here's be- what would have been great uh, filler arcs, and I, I could see that maybe they don't have enough information to have done them at that point gotcha. in time. But let's get the visors hanging out. Like that would have been great. Yeah, let's go get them like watch them shopping or something. Like I I'll fucking watch that. or let's play a game of fucking basketball. Because we know they're strong. Yeah, we don't need to know that they're training because yeah. they've obviously done some amount of training, especially if they're training Ichigo. So yeah, I, you're right. Like treated like that. a One Punch Man episode where it's like they're just hanging out and they're shopping like oh hollow wank and yeah. just like knock it off really quick. Because there's we know they're fucking strong. It's like yeah. we already know that damn well. So it's like we could and there were parts of comedy with the visors that was fantastic. It was really good. So I would have loved to see more of that, not but this six-episode arc. Because this arc, the same thing you were saying. They didn't have enough info. This arc that we just watched feels like the video game equivalent of uh, Escort Mission of a Little Kid. Yep. That is what this feels like, and it was awful to yeah. watch. It was so bad. But it had a really deep, dark story. I don't give a fuck. And then they try to like build a like, character for Rangiku where she's like caring towards kids. It's like, I do not care. Yeah. I didn't need to see this. Whoa, the chick with big tits is a motherly figure. Yeah, it's wow. like, wow, who would have guessed? Wow. It's a story as old as time. Yeah. So. I wonder, see, stuff like that, and I feel like they would have done like an in memoriam kind of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, this person was dead. This episode was dedicated to these two people who died yeah. in a recent car accident. Oh, uh, you yeah. know, like that's when I see, like, when it's a slightly weaker episode, yeah. but it's got like a heavy heart hit- hitting thing. It's like, oh, that's they should have. Now, here's where I would have been happy. Just fake somebody's death. Well, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they because they ended basically they send the kid off and they point towards the sunset and that's the end that's oh, the end okay. of the arc they should have been back in the real world I don't know hanging out somewhere and they see a mom and a dad crying over like mm. like uh, flowers near a pole somewhere Cut back to the and beginning. you see the pictures of the two kids there on a memorial that would have been good I yeah. feel like that would have turned around the ending would have turned more. it all around for me I would have loved it uh, if we just you know how about we just grayscale it come back to the beginning when I said Sam likes the fucked up shit <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> that would have been a beaut that would have been fucking rough yeah. but that would have been I feel like the reason you like the fucked up stuff is more real like that's yeah. the, the stuff that actually yeah. would happen and it's like you can't feel good at the end of every yeah. episode Oh. So what do we have coming up next, right? We have the four filler episodes, yeah. which uh, I'll try to not take too many. Let's so not worry I about that. Almost am certain. I feel like we maybe touched on it, but we weren't there yet in the story. But we talked about Orihime going to Ichigo and yes, like, we did talk about that. Okay, All so, right. so but I, I fully think jump the, gun. the what comes up is uh, Grim Joe comes back for round two. Does he really? Yeah, and and then they they take Orihime. I think, but he's got a oh Grim Joe comes back for round two. Ichigo's trained visor. Yes. He has a skull, yes. and he kind of fucks yeah. him up, and then he is about to release. Do you think? I don't remember how it ends. So once again, wish Jose was here because yeah, that's, that's his boy. He knows everything about him. And then Olkiera slips in the night. Yeah, swiggity swooty. Then they swim back, and then we go right into Hakamoon Dark. Wow. So I think we're getting close. I think we're getting really so close. The visors really get much then. They they don't they don't they don't really do much they because you don't even really see them after that until literally the battle over Karakura town and they which is them. a long time from now a long time because i stopped 
in the middle of Waco Mundo yeah. is when I stopped watching the uh, manga or anime, which that's rough. Yeah. Why would they introduce? See, you're right. They should have done more filler arcs on them then. Yeah. That's, that's lame. What I'm saying. It would have been good. Because they get dunked on in the fucking yeah, and I town. do think there is another filler arc that gets plotted somewhere in there because I remember hating this filler arc where they have to like, uh, uh, like babysit a kid uh, like a like a royal from the Soul Society. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like I remember that. And it's garbage. I remember not liking oh, it when I watched it the first time. So I'm going to go ahead and just confirm that it's garbage Don't now. But we'll get back to there are. and we'll figure out how it is. All right. So let's call it. That has been episode seven of Bleach Boys. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any questions, if you watched the episode, something that we missed, I'd mm-hmm. love to know because we didn't have our fact checker here today. That'd be even weirder that somebody else is doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I've been getting tired of Sam's inconsistencies. It's a watch along. <laughs> like, yeah, Sam, I too also watch the five to 10 episodes you do every week. <laughs> and, and 29 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds. Uh, you missed the deep meaning on that last filler arc. It was really to show Rangiku's characters matured since the first. Like, yeah, okay. you could actually see her boobs getting bigger <laughs> as if she was pregnant or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Fucking yeah. weird shit. All right. Well, thanks for watching. We are on. Oh, I didn't even mention it. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, oh Stitcher, God. Bleach Boys is up on all of those. So watch that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us five stars and whatever that is. Leave us a review. It'll help us out this because uh, ain't nobody watching this Wait, except for us. Do we have a fucking us. otaku Uber account too? Uh, we do not have an Uber account. We'll get so, there. Don't yeah. you worry. In like we'll a come do pickups and we'll talk to you in person about Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Do not get Jose as your driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next Bleach Boys. Have a good one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.